is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. JJ Wang, here we go again. It is almost time for the Super Bowl. Congratulations. You uh, have a giant hand on the screen right now. Look at JJ Wang. Oh, my bad. I forgot. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> forgot he's attacking the camera <laughs> today if you're watching us it makes it more of a we're, we're more of like a universal monsters kind of show now we're transferring but it's super bowl seasons our first recording after the championship games this year neither of us can brag about picking the winner uh the referees did win from what i'm hearing i was kind of sick last sunday so i was in and out and off and on during the games but how are you feeling about the super bowl well, to go back to what you just said, referees win. The referees can never win. I mean, it's an endless game of loss for those guys. But we'll get to that at the end. I got something special for that. So but yeah. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I mean, like, I could probably say these are arguably the top two teams in the NFL. And usually the when ones. you want <laughs> – yeah, I mean, when you want – when you got to the Super Bowl, that's what you want. I mean, our, I, I think you can definitively say these are probably the two best teams. I mean, they've played probably the best throughout the year. So – I think we can, by the end of it, we'll know who the best team best team in football is. Yeah, I, I can't disagree more. I was always torn. But Bills I will say, close, but they play like I'm not looking forward to the love affair that will go down for Patrick Mahomes throughout the Super Bowl. It is becoming one of the most annoying things in the history I, of You're years. talking to the wrong guy. I, I love me some Pat Mahomes. People either seem to love or hate that guy, which is interesting. So they feel no, like... That's my Joe Burrow thing, almost. But that's, I mean, this going down the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady path. I mean, why you every you hated Tom Brady because that's all they talked about. Tom mm-hmm. Brady was this, Tom Brady was that, and after a while you get sick of it. And it's been, I mean, I, I feel like after a while you can only be the you can only be the good guy so long before everybody's going to want to start booing you. And I, it's it's going. I think I just feel like it's going to happen eventually. I think it's going to be interesting because Tom Brady. I think most of us hated him because of Bill Belichick. Because I kind of liked Tom Brady down in Tampa. He was fun. He was a human. You know, he, you, you you laugh. You saw him well, fall of course, off the boat, you, you know. You uh, like him in Tampa Bay because he's not beating the Dolphins. Yeah, but it's do you kinda, know who has different. the winningest record? In, did you see that, that thing this well, week? I mean, I understand. But that does, I mean, that's, I understand. But that's why, that's why everybody started liking him when he goes to – He's personable, you know, though, too. He seemed more more human. Like, yeah. I, I respect Belichick because I watched an NFL network show on him that showed his, like, grandpa's side or, like, a different side where he's not that stoic jerkwad. That <laughs> he, it's like he's doing a character from what I've oh, seen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I would absolutely do a character if I was him, too. I mean, that would be the greatest troll in the history of the world. I mean, oh, he's, he's trolling the world like a champ and making us look like fools. Uh, but, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm making you right now. Who wins the Super Bowl? If you had to right now tell me, if I said I'll give you a million dollars if you're right, who are you going to tell me? I mean, I, I, I do not want to root for either one of these teams. I, it makes me like – but I, you know, honestly, I probably – if you were going to give me a million dollars, I would pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's the safer pick. I mean, I understand the love affair with Pat Mahomes, and I know it's gonna, they're going to beat it to death over the next – week or in, during the game, but I still think he's probably, he's probably still the best quarterback in the NFL. 
It, it makes me happy and sad as well because a couple of years ago when Jalen Hurts came, I think it was the first year you joined our the Bourbon Bowl with us. Jalen Hurts was my favorite quarterback for some reason. You have those gut feelings about guys. He was my favorite quarterback coming out, but I chickened out on drafting him because I thought the Eagles liked Carson Wentz too much, and now I'm I'm left holding an empty bag when I could have had Jalen Hurts. In a, I mean, he went for fifteen dollars in an auction league. I could have got him for peanuts, but it was I really liked watching him and i was like man this guy could be pretty good and now i'm got zero jalen hurts i traded away my one we, I, rich and i did a two-up for jalen hurts and could we'll see how that pans out but that's <laughs> there. right now he's winning i looked good the middle of the year it was pretty close middle there i mean points wise it was looking good middle of the year and then that stupid wiggly head but yeah i'm with you i think it i still think it it should be a good high scoring game right i mean maybe i mean i'm not going to commit to anything it could be 1917 Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. And the other <laughs> big thing of the year, I'm not going to get too much into it because I think we're both going to talk about it soon, is the Denver Broncos just traded away their first-round pick and a slew of other picks to get a coach. Hold the works out. Okay. At least, it's a good, at least it's a good coach. I mean, well, they traded for a quarterback that we thought was good, too. He's like, at least it's a good quarterback, and we were wrong about that. So we could hopefully – I mean, I think we are at this point. I don't know. I'm not sure. But we'll talk about that later, too. So, but yeah, so, yep, this week, um, in case we we didn't even say who it was, Sean Payton was traded to the Denver Broncos for a whole slew of picks. Quite interesting. The Broncos get some picks from the Dolphins for Chubb. They trade away. They could have the number, what was it, four? Is it the four pick? Three, four pick. One. They could have had a top draft pick in this draft, but they traded that away to get Russ. So, um. We'll see. Broncos sound like a fantasy football team in my book because they are pretty much trading away picks because they don't care. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's see what we can do and let's see let's what happens. Let's win now, man. Let's win now. Work for the Rams. Let's see what happens. Win now, baby. And, and also on that news, also, I think, I don't know if we've mentioned it or not, but um, McVay is going to be back in the Rams and there's offensive defensive coordinators signing all over. So let's um let's just jump into this week. This week's I don't have any cute drops for y'all. I'll I'll come up with a drop for this cuz this is something that's going over the year, but this is this is JJ Wang's brainchild. So I'm going to let JJ Wang give the introduction to what we are affectionately calling the road to the top guy. Yeah, I think it's so. It's, it's going to be kind of like a rankings list over the next couple months, just a, something we can keep track of and be our top ten guys that you know we like at the moment. And if something catches our ear, and we want to move somebody up, you know, or bring somebody into the rankings, and you know, we'll bring them, you know, we'll pop them up, drop somebody out, and then you know, by the end, start of the season, you know, we'll have our uh, our our top guys. So we got five guys this week, five guys this week. Position doesn't matter, just who. Who do you like? It could be all wide receivers. It could be all running backs. It, it doesn't really matter. Sounds magnificent. And <laughs> I sort of went with a theme. Like, I was confused. I'm sorry. I told you I was texting JJ Wing, like, what in the world are you talking about? And he sends it. And and so, also, if you if you pay attention to our show long enough, you know, we're we love Christian McCaffrey. We I, I could chicken out and go, Christian McCaffrey's my guy. He'll probably get hurt if I do that. My top guy of the year. But I don't know about you, but I'm sort of looking at sort of from the lens of the Fantasy Couriers podcast where there's guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. They could be our top two guys because that's like that's like chalk, right? 
Yeah, but I mean, these are my guys. These are guys. That, I mean, I like Christian. I like all the top twelve running backs. But I mean, these are guys like I personally like. Like, like I, like I've grown to like over the years. Like they're people that I root for. Like I typically don't root. I root for McCaffrey like that. He's not my, my favorite player. So I mean, this is kind of like my top, my favorite fantasy players. I mean that you know I that that you know that I like. Okay. Or that you like. I'm sure we all we all have them. Yeah, uh, we, and usually it ends up kicking us in the butt too. Absolutely, like, it had, I, it, remember Carry On Johnson? Yeah, I had Davis Mills last last year. How'd that turn out? You still had a couple of decent weeks, I'd have yeah. to say. So I mean, I, mean, I just like Davis Mills. What can I say? I mean, this, so this, it'll it'll be a fun thing. What I'll do once we get our we're gonna this week is part one. Next week is part two. Then we'll create a master list. I'll have the master list pop up on the on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. We'll have it throughout the ways. I might even have it as our as our overcome logo. And then every now and then we'll revisit it. We'll be like, hey, you know what? I kind of like this rookie. Like where he landed, he might be sneaking up in there. I would have made that mistake with Malik Willis thinking, hey, Tannehill stinks. Boy, oh, there's there's definitely gonna be a couple of rookies that I probably move that I move in. Now, you know that could be like a a special you know special show that we can focus a lot more attention on. You know, like a couple of rookies moving into that those spots. So, this is this is your baby. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm excited for my first guy, but I'll let you go first. All right. So my first guys, I can't help it. I mean, I just like him. I'm I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna ride it until I absolutely know there is no chance because I know there is still a chance, and it's fun to watch. And You're that's Trey Lance. Yeah, that's. That's Trey Lance. I mean, I like the guy. I mean, he looked good coming out. I know he's been injured. He hasn't really got the opportunity, but I feel like in the Kyle Shanahan offense, if it's going to work, that's where it's going to work. I feel like a quarterback, he can make it happen for pretty much any quarterback. And until they're until he's not on the 49ers anymore, and I feel like going into this season, I think they still got him as the, probably the starting quarterback. He's going to be 100% at OTAs. Brock Purdy is going to be pretty much 100%, so they're going to battle it out. I mean, I like I like Brock Purdy too, but right now I just want to root for Trey Lance, and that's he could be at the top. He could be the number one the number one guy right now. You know that Trey Lance has not played but one meaningful football game hey. since 2019, and at that point. He was playing against junior varsity players on the Division One AA and beating up on James Madison, who now is a powerhouse, and but the rest of the, that division. So it, it'll be interesting. The kid has all the physicals, um, like he's built built to be. I mean, built to be a quarterback. He's got the excellent coach. The run game should should protect his butt. So he could be the most terrible quarterback next year, and because he has two stellar running backs. Three, if you count Debo and a stellar um, George Kittle, there is the recipe for him to fail is if he is worse than Ryan Leaf. To be honest, like it, you know, with the with the God given ability and his physical traits and everything around him, Trent, he's got the best left tackle in pro football, correct? Maybe he might. Uh, well, he's thinking about retiring, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I know there's a chance he could fail, but you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to give up on him. So you know, I. That's my guy. Oh, hey, can't uh, uh, he wouldn't be my guy, but I, I like he'd be he'd be like on my all. I hope he has a good year list. Well, to be fair, your guy wouldn't be my guy either. So. <laughs> he wouldn't even be. Oh, well, which one? Um, 
So my guy, I mean, how can you not have a guy who threw for almost 4,500 yards and 29 touchdowns in a year? That sounds like a stellar year for a quarterback, right? Especially if he's my top guy, Jared Goff. Jared Goff has been up and down on the Rams. He took them to the Super Bowl, had a great season, and then he basically pooped the bed last year. He was up and down throughout the year. I mean, he did have a game with 137 yards, but he recouped it with two touchdowns. He had, what, won two games in the hundreds, but he also had a 355-yard game. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got a pounder running back, a pass-catching running back. He's got, um, I think, Jameson Williams in year two should take a jump. And you, you, how can you not root for the the Detroit Lions? You, you can't. I don't think anybody can really root against them unless they're a diehard Green Bay Bears fan, because or Green Bay right now especially. But it, it's, it's it's it almost feels like a comeback story. That I mean, he'll be twenty nine when the season. Oh, he'll be twenty eight when the season starts. Still, and so he's a young quarterback. And if they decide, I mean, this is almost like his two a year, right? Like they're gonna be able to look and go, hey, we don't have. Let's see what we can do with this kid. He could be the answer, and then we can build around him. Or we can be like, hey, we're going to be terrible. Let's get a new quarterback. Because he played great the yeah, last I, part of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he earned – I think he did enough. He earned a job – earned it to come back next year and to have the starting job going into the season. And if, he had a great he had a great year. But let's see if he can have another great year and another great year. I mean, that's that's what it takes. Not great, but, you know, good. Top 12 type, 12 to 15. But it's Jared Goff, so you really don't know. Would it surprise me if Jared Goff ends up being, like, number quarterback 24 next year? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's he's a safe QB, too. So, it, that's, that's I think that's where he's at. Yeah, and I, I'm really regretting. I was at Coles in August, and they had a Jared Goff T-shirt jersey. I really wish I had bought that, like – uh, if he becomes my number one guy, I can't promise I won't go out and find some Jared Goff jersey, which would be pretty money to have. So my next guy's a controversial pick. I want. I've been. I've been. You've been seeing me highlighting, unhighlighting, highlighting, unhighlighting. But I'm gonna go with a second quarterback, and he might be the guy that drops off my list because I'm torn between two quarterbacks. The two quarterbacks I'm torn between are Russell Wilson and Daniel Jones. Danny Jones had that coming out party, and I really want it to be him, but I'm. We're talking about Sean Payton, uh, Russell Wilson. We're talking about a amazing career. And up until this year, everybody probably would be like, this dude's a Hall of Fame type quarterback because of his success. And he's never really, if you look at the yard, he's never been a yardage quarterback. I'm looking at his stats and he's got 40,000 and a half for his career. He only has three seasons over 4,000 yards, but he's thrown for 40 touchdowns, 31, 35, 34, 34. And last year, he still threw for 3,500 yards, but he just could not throw a touchdown to save his life. And he had his lowest completion rating by 20 yards, 20 by 10 points, 15 points, 10 points. I just can't see if this is a Hall of Fame quarterback and Sean Payton was able to do that that quick in New Orleans, that he can't get that out of Russ Wilson again. And I, I see Russ Wilson, if you're in a dynasty league, buy him right now because he's he just got more expensive this week. So you missed your window. But I think this year is going to be a bounce-back year for Russ Wilson. He'll be 34, got a couple more years. I mean, I hope so because my next uh, top <laughs> guy is I Jerry Judy. So I'm also hitching my ride as much as I don't want to. I mean, I, you know, I'm hitching a ride on the Russell Wilson, 
Russell Wilson train, Sean Payton train as well, because uh, Jerry Judy can only succeed is if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are able to succeed. Uh, he played bad last year. Like I said, he had the yards, but he just didn't get the 35 touchdowns like he has been getting. I mean, that's a lot of touchdowns. If you're not getting <laughs> that many touchdowns, you're going to look pretty bad when you, you're playing like the way he did. You're not scoring points. But, I mean, just going back over the time, you would say Russell Wilson is a good um, is going to be a good quarterback. Sean Payton is a good coach. Jerry Judy looked like a good wide receiver at the end of last year. So I don't really want to, but I'm going to be rooting for the Broncos. Yeah, your list looks eerily familiar to um to your beginning of the season um bold predictions, guys, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's guys that I like. I mean, yeah. it's not really hasn't really hasn't really changed. Yeah, now my, my next three guys, uh, I'm going to let you throw yours, but we look similar except for your last guy. A lot of our next our next two guys and my next three guys are guys that showed some promise. Well, one of your guys showed, is qui- was quietly really good, but that we think are going to take that next step almost. So what did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly who the guys were because I don't have the paper in my – I can't see it because I'm on my phone, so you have to refresh my memory. Who I, so who I your next guy is out of Chicago? Tight end extraordinary. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I surprised you with a tight end. Um, I typically proud. don't like typically don't like tight ends, but last year you know Goddard was my guy. I was a big fan on him, and then this year, um, of course, I love Justin Fields. Um, he looked he looked great, and when Justin Fields was looking great, um, Cole Komet was also looking great, looking like a legit top tight end, and that was only for half the season. And I think he finished tight end seven overall, somewhere in, in that range. So a full season of Justin Fields, you know, playing maybe kind of like he did there for that stretch um, this year. This year is going to open up a lot for Komet. And I think you could be looking at, like, top five potential. And at least it gives me a tight end that, you know, that I can that I can root for at least, you know, one of them. Yeah, I was going to do tight end, but I talked so much about Chigo Conquo. I don't know if I can throw him in there yet. He, he, he might be coming in later in the offseason to go in. But I, I think – to be honest, the best thing that will happen to Cole Komet this offseason will be if the Bears can land that wide receiver. Because we know Darnell Mooney is a good receiver. He's on, But he's a better two. And I've heard rumors, and I don't know what I think of it. What do you think of if a healthy, well, that's a big if, Michael Thomas as the possession receiver, like the big possession, I'm shaking the head. Nah, I'm over Michael Thomas. He hasn't. He, he doesn't play. I mean, it, sure. He'd be cheap, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, give it. I mean, if you want to throw pennies at him and you can store him on your team, I mean, by all means, I'm not a fan of Michael Thomas. He hasn't played in a really long time. It's, I mean, he'd have to be. Lance. Neither huh? Trey Lance. You're right. Really long time, but right? I like I like Trey Lance. I don't like Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas isn't my guy. Trey Lance is. Yeah, so I understand, I understand neither one of them have played in three years. Yeah, I think Cole Komet needs like that one other player because right now. He's probably the best receiver on the team that's not a not oh, yeah. a running back, you know. And I think if he gets that one player to take a little bit of that pressure, I mean, he still had 50 balls caught. I love Coco, man. You're not going to just – I could put him on my top 10 with you, right, as well. He could be a, a guy that we could both love. My next guy, this is a total just hope for because I liked him. I liked him coming out. Um, out of We're talking the Eagles this week. That's Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders is an unrestricted free agent. And I'm, I don't think the Eagles are going to pay a boat ton of money 
for a 26-year-old running back when they have a little shifty running. I mean, I think they'll add someone probably in the draft because where they are, they can do that. Where they can add a shifty, fast running back who will, he won't be the pounder. He'll be that, I guess it's called the Camara role now, right? The Isaiah Camara, Danny Woodhead, um, Darren Sproles kind of player. I mean, he played this year, and he had, uh, against the Giants, he had 12, 12 for 112 runs. He had that really long run. So he he looks like he could be a good running back if given the opportunity. The last two games, he, he was given a handful of of totes, and he's young, so he doesn't have a lot. He, he'll be 20, he'll be 24 when the season starts. He's kind of old, actually. Um, he'll be 24 when the season starts, but... He's their starting running back. He's shifty, doesn't have a lot of tread, and he's on a high-flying offense, and that's where the scatbacks really do uh, excel. So I, I think next year, Kenneth Gainwell could be a sneaky late-round guy that puts your team over that middle of the pump. Yeah, I mean, he could be. I can't, like I said, I can't see him bringing Sanders back. I wouldn't pay him all that money when they're Gainwell's, I think, can do the same thing. And then I can't imagine them not drafting running backs. They're still going to use the running back back committee. Um, so, I mean, Gainwell will get, like, get first opportunity, and if he performs, he'll continue to see the ball. Um, if he doesn't, I'm sure the Eagles that have the next guy in line just pretty much like they've done pretty much at all points. But like I said, Miles Sanders has been the guy unless he's been injured. So, like I said, as long as he performs, I mean, the, the, the spot's his. I mean, I could insert Zamir White here, maybe, because depends upon what they do with Josh Jacobs, but he's a whole tight. My other, my next guy on the loop back around is in a similar kind of situation, and I think of my list so far, he's probably most likely, he would be the first one maybe to drop off, and that's Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco had a, for a Chiefs running back, a great rookie year. It wasn't anything, he's not, he's not, um doing an Adrian Peterson type rookie season or anything. He wasn't, he had a hundred yard, 100 yard game, almost two, uh, but he was just, he just feels like he's that important to the team and to the gameplay that they, I don't, I can't see them not giving him more touches next year, more out of the backfield. Jerry McKinnon's going to be a year older and Jerry McKinnon's only good in November and December anyway. So at least at the start of the year, Pacheco will be there. What are they going to do with CEH? Are they going to just cut him and eat the money? Are they going to keep him as an injury reserve guy? I mean, they didn't even, as of now, I haven't heard anything about if he's even going to play in the Super Bowl if they give throw him in there. But they love McKinnon and they love Pacheco. Pacheco is in the playoffs has seemed to take hit that next level, whereas rookies usually slow down at the end of the year. So that could be boding well for him next year. So I like, as far as my continuing to gamble on life, Kenneth Gainwell followed by Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I mean, like they've, he's, he's earned a spot. He's earned more carries. Um, see going into the season whether, you know, if, if they give it to him. I can't see him giving him a, a lot more than what he's got. And I'm sure it's still going to be a split backfield. He's not a big dude. I don't want to... I feel like the split backfield works for the works for the Chiefs, um, since you know they found McKinnon and Pacheco. They worked really well together. I can't see them moving away from it. But yeah, he's a nice, nice guy to nice guy to like. I mean, I, I like the guy. I don't know how tall he was. He's five eleven, two fifteen, yeah. a little bigger than I thought he was. I thought he was because he, he looks so yeah. like two eleven, two fifteen is not huge. But your next guy, quietly, I, I bet you if I said. Which rookie running back ran for 1,035 yards and 4.9 per carry is 
I would. I did not realize this. I knew he had a yeah. decent rookie year, and I did. I was like, "Wow, two hundred and ten rushes for." I didn't realize he, because we talked about him a lot. When did this happen? Yeah. So I mean, they kind of really came on once, like Desmond Ritter, kind of, and that, I'm going to talk about Tyler Algier. Kind of came on once Ritter became the quarterback. They started feeding him more and more carries. I think he had four straight, you know, RB one weeks to finish out the season, and he he looked really good. I mean, you can only see the. The Falcons getting better from this point forward. I, I, he, I think he definitely earned the starting gig going into next year. And if they can improve the team, um, Ridley coming in so the passing game gets a little better. They still have Patterson. He's going to be the goal line back. Um, Ridley will be gone. Ridley is place for Justin. Um, yeah, you're right. Never mind. So not Ridley. But uh, uh, London, that's, that's yeah. It was London. Right, hopefully Drake, Drake not, year um, two. And then you have Pitts, hopefully come back. So I mean, the offense hopefully just – just plays better and, and he'll be he'll get all the short the short down the goal line touches so and he'll be their RB one so I think it's uh, wheels up for him or I don't know if wheels up is right wheels up that should be that's, that'll be our new one be like wheels we'll have wheels up yeah, running wheels back up. Week. Yeah, wheels up number one running back I'll write yeah. that in there for you wheels up <laughs> it's that makes, I guess it makes it if, I guess if you're doing a wheelie wheels are up right yeah he's, he's plow he's, he's more like a plow. <laughs> for the snow what, we don't get in Virginia anymore. Hey, yeah. his yard, whatever. I mean I can't I I think we both agreed the needle if it, if they continue the trajectory the Falcons were going at the end of the year. I mean you, you gotta start with the base and is Kyle Pitts that dead or bad? I don't know. I guess we'll find out because he's been a big letdown, but the talent is there. Maybe he's that magic year three jump. I mean, maybe Ritter likes the tight end more. It could be that, you know, I don't know. I mean Kyle Pitts Oof. But if Kyle Pitts steps up, that's more pressure off Algier, who's looks stellar. And I can't argue. I, I like him too. He's probably a better choice than my last two guys. <laughs> All right. So my so my last my last guy here. This so I, so I've, I grew up a Cowboys fan. I'm not really a Cowboys fan anymore. I don't really root for him like I do, but I, I, I do find myself rooting for this guy a lot. And he's very close. Probably my favorite player at the moment. And that's Ceedee Lamb. He could be number one in my rankings as well. Him and Trey Lance may be battling it out at the moment. But CeeDee Lamb played great last year as a top five wide receiver. <laughs> but unfortunately, he's still tied to Dak Prescott. And we all know how that can go. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I still think Dak Prescott is good enough to give CeeDee Lamb the ball uh, more than more than enough. He started getting a lot more targets there towards the end of the season. If the end, if the beginning of his season looked more like the the end of his season, he would have had possibly like a top three, top two wide receiver. But it just started off so slow, and it just looked so bad. But hopefully next year they come in fresh, maybe new offensive philosophy, and we just give CD Lamb the ball, man. Yeah, I mean, I CD Lamb is amazing. The talent is there. I, I thought when he was drafted by Jerry, I thought it was close to the dumbest draft pick Jerry Jones could have made that year because of all the needs that the Cowboys had. Um, but he's looked stellar. He's looked amazing. I mean, the dude, if he takes that next step, I mean, he still had 1,300 yards, 107 catches, and nine touchdowns. And they had like a bad, he had a bad start to the season. I think, you know, a full good season. They, I mean, we could be talking CeeDee Lamb as wide receiver one next year. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Justin Jefferson had two just big crappers. So if he has a couple of big games like Jefferson and can avoid the crappers, he's over the top. And 
It could be, it's him, Jefferson, and Chase, really, is the top three, because Diggs is going to dig himself a hole, I think. <laughs> yeah. Not, no joking, no pun intended, but I think that's going to be how he piddles his out. So my last guy is one of my, my late-season darlings. I managed to have him everywhere because I snaked him up right before everybody else. I was listening to a, a Giants game towards the end of the season, and they said this kid out of Buffalo – was really liked by Brian Dable. So they picked him up off the off the practice squad. And for the last little part of the year, Isaiah Hodgins was a stalwart in the in the Giants cog for, to run the for the team. He had a hundred yard game, an eighty nine yard game, he had one, two of the last seven games, he had five touchdowns. In the last game he didn't really play. But he had five stinking touchdowns because he got pummeled by the they didn't, I don't think he played anybody versus the Eagles. So let's say the games before that, six games, he had five touchdowns and uh one two and he had twelve recept twelve targets in a game, nine targets in a game, six and Daniel Jones has gotta get better and you can't <laughs> he had a pretty stellar year, but it's cause he ran. Um, and Isaiah Hodgins could easily, if he could, grows on that, he could be their number one. He's still young. He's 24. So he's just learning the game. But he could he could be that sneaky guy that the Giants just dumb lucked into. They don't really have a number one because Kenny Galladay stinks. Slayton can't stay healthy. And so it's basically Hodgins and Bellinger is the core of the receiving core for a couple of years as a tight end. And then, I mean, who knows? Saquon could be gone. So they could be rebuilding and he could be part of the foundation but i i like the promise i showed of him that i saw of him at the end and daniel jones was looking at him once they got him so he i mean really the middle of november was when he started playing for them when he when he got picked up off the practice squad i mean he still he did you know he played for buffalo one game and had 41 yards yeah yeah wow. i mean he, he he looked good um i don't have much to say about him but if you like him you like him i mean i've i've I like I said, I draft, drafted him all over the place when he first came out. He just never really took off, and and by this point, you know somebody else is, is already on somebody else's team. But yeah, I mean, I like the guy. I got nothing, nothing, nothing bad to say about him. I hope he succeeds. I like Daniel Jones. Um, he said I'm going to root for the Giants, but I think Giants are okay. I like Dables, yeah, and I'm just I like saying snap count. Went from 62, 59, 70, 80, 89, 89, 97, 81, 92. Uh, looks like he played that last game and just had a dud. So I'm wrong there. He played 87 of snaps that last week and just <laughs> couldn't get the ball. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it happens, it happens to all receivers sometimes. I figure a practice squad guy can have a bad game. But yeah, those are our first five guys. Next week we will release our next five guys and we'll have a final top ten of the offseason to be our top guy. And that list will be fluid. We'll revisit it maybe once a month or so. And then Hall of Fame weekend, we'll each tell who our top guy is and we'll top keep guy. our we'll keep our we'll keep our rankings based upon that throughout the season. And um that'll be the guy we'll hitch our horse to and our wagon too. You don't hitch horses to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna hitch our horse to that wagon and see how far it goes. I mean, we're we're not full of the great. We're full of the great quotes, man. We got all <laughs> we got all the great quotes. Wheels up, man. Hitch our horse to that wagon and go straight <laughs> down the hill. It's <laughs> the only way you're going anywhere. <laughs> so JJ Wayne, give us some wisdom and let's get out of here. All right. So I, hopefully I don't ramble here, but just give me like a thumbs down if I start to ramble. But you said at the beginning where the referees win. I'm telling you, the referees never win. So I, I am not by any stretch of the means a professional referee. So before I started this podcast, I just got home from refereeing, you know, five hours of Parks and Rec basketball, right? Mm -hmm. Basic, basic, ref, basic refereeing. 
it is literally the worst job you can have in the world. So let's say, go to basketball. A guy's allowed to miss 6% of his three-point shots, and he's still considered a good shooter. But a referee doesn't hit 100% of his calls. He is a terrible referee. What In what profession does that what, does, does that go? Quarterbacks only mm-hmm. have to hit 65% of their passes to be a good quarterback. So, yeah, they make bad calls, but qu- quarterbacks also make ter- terribly bad throws. Um, so don't blame the referees for your team's wins or your team's losses. That's what losers do. It's not the referee's fault. Do they make bad calls? Absolutely. But it's not the reason you win or lose. You can yell at them all you want. I still yell at them in my daughter's basketball games. I still do it. But until you're out there, even at the basic form of referee, I would love to see any parent go out there and referee a basketball game and tell me, how easy it is to call it from the stands, right? So just know when you're out there watching your kids play or you're watching other kids play, don't blame the referees for your kids' losses. That's all on your kids and all on the coaches. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.